0: Hello people! You're listening to Stories by Sneha. I am Sneha Atzrekar, your host and the writer of this series. Our story today is... Dashmi It's Paush Dashmi today. Mrs. Roy said we shouldn't plan the bonfire tonight. It's a warm day anyway. Let's do it tomorrow guys. Nina announced with a failed attempt at hiding her fear. Three faces exchanged looks and chuckled at her from the balcony of the Hogan. Nirvana and Tanvi continued to look into their camera as they browsed through the photographs they had taken at the Muruguma Lake and Dam that morning. Sharad sat on the wooden balustrade of the balcony, sipping on his tea, his eyes on the view of the lake situated at the foot of the plateau. It had been two days since they had checked in at the Niloy a jungle resort located at the top of the Ajotya hills. Dissatisfied with the reaction from her friends, Nina spoke again. I'm not kidding. You remember what our guide Shekhu said, right? We should stay indoors today.
1: Nina, to me it sounded like some kind of folklore that people tell their children for generations together. No part of that story was believable to me. If it's so established that there's a murder here every year on paush Dashmi, what are the police in the region doing? Nirvan scoffed.
0: Exactly. If there
1: was any truth in what Shekhu
0: said, we would have seen a lot of patrolling around this region today. Then we said,
1: Moreover, most Indians consider polydactly as a lucky charm. The base of that story doesn't make any sense. Even if that was true that they considered her unlucky, how do you explain the vanishing of her fingers by murdering someone? If there was anything like that happening for years now, wouldn't there have been some media hype on the story? Sherrod made a point. When they arrived
0: at the resort, Mrs. Roy had made sure they had the best cabin in the resort – spacious, clean and with a view of the lake. The meals had been delicious. She made orderly arrangements for their five-day stay and travel in the region and sent Sheko along with his jeep to drive them to various tourist spots. That morning, he had narrated a strange tale associated with the region when they had visited the lake.
1: Many years ago, a tribal couple stayed in a small hut that was located on the ground where Niloy Bhitan stands now. On a night of Paush Dashmi one year, the couple was blessed with a child. Their happiness, however, was jinxed. Firstly, because it was a girl child. And secondly, when they discovered that the child was born with 12 fingers. The tribes considered Paush as an inauspicious month. I wonder what atrocities the child may have faced during her childhood. They'd named her Mahua. When Mahua was a little older, The children in their community would often spurn her from playing with them. It was her birthday that day. When she tried to participate in one of the games that the other children were playing, she had a spat with one of the kids. Mahua was so angry that when the children began to retreat to their houses, she picked up a pebble and aimed it at the boy who had annoyed her. She then began to run away, but the boy dodged her and caught up with her. A physical squabble followed between the kids then and before she knew it, Mahua had pushed the boy down the plateau. Frightened, the girl ran home. Her mother was shocked to know about what had happened as the girl sobbed out the story. She began to beat Mahua hysterically, blaming the child for all their misfortunes. The next day, however, a weird thing happened. Mahua woke up to only five fingers on both her hands. Her happiness knew no bounds. She ran out to her mother excitedly and showed off her hands. The village had been grieving at this time about the boy's death who had fallen down the plateau on the previous night. Mahua's parents assured her inside their hut and rejoiced. Over the next year, however, the little girl's fingers began to grow. Mahua was disappointed and so were her parents. Her mother decided to take Mahua to Hakimji, an old man who the tribes considered had magical powers. The parents confided in him about the happenings of the previous year. A lot of chance later, Hakimji came up with a crimson-colored potion for Mahua. The next piece of advice, however, made Mahua's parents shudder. Mahua would have to kill one person every year on her birthday and consume just a drop of the potion after the killing. If she failed to do so in any of the coming years, she would have to live with the 12 fingers forever.
0: (sighs) Sheko sighed and looked at the expressions of the four tourists. Only Nina looked impacted. He continued to look at her and almost whispered,
1: Every year on Dashmi, Mahua still kills one person in the region. It always looks like an accident, but the people of this place know what's really going on. You mean this is a recent story? She's still
0: alive? Nina asked, surprised. Sharad, Nirvan and Tanvi stared back at Nina. Did she really believe that story?
1: It's very recent, madam. It's been happening since 50 to 60 years. Nobody comes to this lake on Paush Dashmi. They say Mahua takes a bath here to cleanse herself after the murder. Only then her extra fingers drop off the next day. Shekhu said in a telltale manner. And you guys still have a dam built here that provides water to your households every day. Come on, Shekhu. Give us something more believable. Sharad scorned and
0: threw his cigarette butt into the lake.
1: I'm not lying, sir. It is safest to stay indoors tonight.
0: Shekhu asserted. Mrs. Roy had insisted on the same. The lady owner of Niloy Bithaan had seemed very usual all this while. An old lady in her late fifties, always draped in a cotton sari and heavy woolens, a slate-gray overcoat, black gloves, and gaudy red socks in her feet that slid into slippers made of tanned leather, Mrs. Roy had been the perfect host. Today, however, there was an uncanny trait in her behaviour that had alarmed Nina. When they had returned from their trip to the dam, Nina had requested Mrs. Roy for arrangements to be made for a bonfire they planned to have that night in the front yard of their Hogan. Mrs. Roy had very vehemently refused to help with the request and warned Nina to make sure her friends didn't step out of the cabin tonight. She was almost aggressive, Nina frowned, as she related the incident to her three friends. I just walked out of the place. It was so hot in the afternoon. How does she manage with all those villains? I don't understand. By evening, Sharad and Nirvan made arrangements for the bonfire by tipping the locals to get them some logs and twigs from the jungle. Even as Nina continued to be averse to the idea, she gave in after a while, as the others didn't budge. She would rather stay with the group, the night began with some drinks and music. Sharad played his guitar as the skies turned darker and a bright moon lit up. Everything went fine until at about 1 a.m. when the lights of the entire resort went off. Nina almost screamed. Shh, it's just a power supply cut, nothing abnormal, Tanvi sneered. Yeah, just that it didn't happen all this while, but only on Paush Dashmi. I'm telling you guys, please let's just get back into our room. Nina panicked.
1: Okay, you guys get inside. I'll go fetch some candles from Mrs. Roy.
0: Nirvan said and walked towards Mrs. Roy's room with the help of his phone's flashlight, his beer can still in his hand. When Nirvan reached Mrs. Roy's room, He found her in the veranda of her cottage, fidgeting with a few wires near the electric box. She turned around to face Nirvan as he called out to her. Oh, Mr. Nirvan, can you check these wires for me? I can't seem to find the right socket. You won't need candles if you can help me with this. Mrs. Roy smiled. Sure, I can check that. Could you please hold this for me? Nirvan asked, handing over his phone to Mrs. Roy. He placed his beer can on one of the steps nearby. Just as he was about to plug the wire into the right socket, Mrs. Roy picked up the can of beer and hurled it at the socket, emptying the liquid on it. Nirvan was in a fraction of a minute, thrown a few feet away, electrocuted to death. Mrs. Roy grinned triumphantly. And walked back into her room. A small glass bottle almost smiled back at her from behind a book on the top of her bookshelf. She took the bottle in her gloved hands, pulled out the cork and took a tiny sip from the dark portion it contained. She placed the bottle back on the shelf and took her gloves off. She looked at the six fingers each on both of her hands. Her smile broadened. This will change before the sun rises in a few hours, she thought. She walked outside her room to fix the power supply of the resort. She took one last look at the dead man outside her hogan, walked back into her room and shut the door of her cabin. A loosened nameplate on the door of her cabin shook as if with laughter, rejoicing over the ghastly victory of Mrs. Mahua Roy. Hey, I hope you liked the story. If you like this podcast, don't forget to reach out to me with your feedback. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at the.agathist. If you have a story to tell, drop me an email on storiesbysneha at gmail.com. I'll see you soon with the next story only on Stories by Sneha. Bye.